Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Principal Voice, a podcast sponsored by the Ontario Principals Council, or OPC. My name is Peggy Sweeney. The OPC is the professional association representing more than 5,400 principals and vice principals in Ontario's publicly funded elementary and secondary schools. We develop and deliver professional development for school leaders, provide legal advice, and advocate for public education. Our provincial office is based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Our guest today is Teresa Kennedy, the co-director of School Mental Health Ontario. Welcome, Teresa. Thanks very much, Peggy. We're here today to talk to Teresa about the organization and the resources they've developed to help support mental health during COVID-19. Teresa, can we start by just asking you to tell our listeners a little bit about School Mental Health Ontario? Who are you, what do you do, and how do you work with educators? Thanks, Peggy. So School Mental Health Ontario, uh, we work together uh, with our Ontario school boards to support student mental health. So our organization is funded by the Ministry of Education, and we work with our educators in the field and our mental health professionals uh, to support resource and training so that we can ultimately support student mental health across the province of Ontario. Um, every board in our province has a mental health leader and a superintendent with responsibility for mental health. And at School Mental Health Ontario, we have implementation coaches that are assigned to every board uh, to help boards work through their mental health strategy and action plan so that we can do the very best we can to help boards support student mental health. What have you noticed since March 2020 when COVID hit about what people are looking for from your organization? Thank you, Peggy. So as we know, this is an unprecedented time in our world of education. And really, I think what our schools are looking for from School Mental Health Ontario is how we can help them to support students who may be experiencing things like isolation and anxiety uh, due to some of the changes in their learning environments. Uh, we know that our educators and our school leaders have just been incredibly creative and uh, very collaborative trying to focus on connection as caring adults with our students at this time. And that uh, is seen as one of the most important things that our adults can be doing. Um, in the most recent months, I would suggest that engagement uh, in learning is an area that has emerged as a concern and also uh, attendance, uh, particularly in the virtual learning. And so we are trying to be responsive uh, to that in supporting resource development around supporting students in virtual learning. Um, we also know uh, how important it is to be optimistic and hopeful at this time, which may sound funny, but it is incredibly important that we are optimistic and hopeful. And so we are trying to promote all the amazing things that are happening out across the province in our boards uh, in something we're calling hashtag share, hashtag share the good. And it's a campaign that really is about celebrating all the amazing things that are happening on behalf of, uh, for our students with our educators and our principals. So celebrating all those um, supports um, that are in place. The other area that I would, I would say people are looking for from us is really 
um, enhanced protocols and working with our school boards to ensure that students got the mental health uh, care that they need from mental health professionals in our school boards. So we've been working very hard to train mental health professionals to support our students as well. Now, I know that recently your organization put together some tips and resources to help support student mental health during the pandemic. And I'd like to talk a little bit about some of those issues. So can you tell me, how can educators talk to students about the pandemic and the, and the grief or the loss that some of, have, some of them have experienced as a result of it? Absolutely, Peggy. So we know that each of us is having a different experience of the pandemic. And although there's been many stories of kindness and hope and positivity, uh, many students and families and staff are experiencing collective loss. Um, students have had disruptions in their academic learning, in their friendship groups. Um, they've missed some major celebrations and learning looks different for them. And the same goes for our school leaders and our educators. So I think um, we have developed a number of resources. One, one resource, and these can be found on the School Mental Health Ontario website, but one info sheet deals directly with loss, grief, and bereavement during the COVID pandemic. And really the educator is so key, right? Just listening to our students, hearing how they're feeling, um, acknowledging that they are feeling a sense of loss and really trying to help them understand um, and focus on what can be positive in situations, but also validating that their feelings are real and that they, um, they it's okay to feel sad or upset right now because that is part of, uh, of life and part of what even adults are missing due to the pandemic. Um, and then it's really important as adults too to connect our students um, with them as the classroom teacher or the school principal or the support staff, but always really um, helping them feel connected to their classmates, which has become more challenging, I would suggest with virtual learning, but our educators are doing uh, many creative things to, to help students do that. So having uh, morning meetings, uh, you know, having an opportunity to students to talk about their feelings uh, and having opportunity for, opportunities for students to find the silver linings in, in some of the things. We see um, an increase in outdoor activities uh, right now and opportunities um, for students to really engage in different ways and not, not maybe in some of those traditional ways of learning. So Teresa, what are some signs that educators or parents can watch for that might suggest that children or students are struggling particularly with their mental health at this time? Well, certainly um, any changes that a child or a youth may have in their thinking. So they may be expressing, for example, more negative thoughts um, and they may have been you know, more of a positive uh, person. Uh, so negative thoughts is one sign for sure. Also changes in their feelings. So sometimes feeling helpless or lonely or rejected. Um, and that can be noticed uh, by a caring adult in the classroom, certainly in bricks and mortar. And certainly it can be noticed, but is probably a little more challenging in virtual or remote learning. Sometimes there's often um, changes in their behavior as well. So if they're not um, you know, participating in family things and wanting to spend time alone, or if they're having, having trouble sleeping, for example. And, and some of us as adults are, are also experiencing some of those same 
uh, struggles. The other um, sort of physical changes that, that would be a sign might be increased headaches or increased body pains, things that are affecting their physical, their physical health. So those are all things that if, um, if a parent or a teacher notices that, that might be a, a, a good, uh, good information for them to seek further support. And we have actually developed um, one resource called the One Call, and it's a desk reference document, and it really uh, outlines all of those concerns, but in a, in a broader way to really help uh, our adults notice mental health concerns uh, in our children and in our youth. That's great to have a resource for adults, but what about the kids? So how do they know if they're struggling from sadness, from depression, um, anxiety, if they're worried about a test? I mean, how do students know if they should be reaching out to a parent or a professional for help because of their mental health? So some of those things, Peggy, are, are similar for our students. So they may actually be um, feeling those understanding that they're feeling those things themselves. And so we have developed a number of youth-friendly, youth-facing shareables um, that help with coping strategies, for example, anxiety management, um, muscle relaxation, thought-changing strategies. Um, so when students maybe are identifying that they're not feeling, um, that they're feeling anxious or that they're feeling scared or lonely, um, the Jack org uh, collaboration with School Mental Health Ontario has an incredible number of infographics, for example, that are youth friendly and give them tips um, that they can use to support their mental health. Um, a couple of those, uh, the muscle relaxation one, for example, um, students can do tense and relaxed exercises that can just help them feel better. Um, there's another really uh, excellent graphic around things I can control. And so if a student's feeling overwhelmed or anxious, they can use that infographic to really help them think about the things that are in their control in their life. And um, similar resources are also on our COVID-19 uh, youth mental health resource uh, hub. And so uh, there's lots of things there in collaboration as well with Kids Help Phone. Um, so our students have... Um, and we are reaching out, sorry, I should say on uh, School Mental Health Ontario is also developing an Instagram account uh, so that students can also follow that, uh, knowing that sometimes students don't follow some of our regular social media channels. Um, the Instagram account um, has also offered some of those anxiety reducing resources for our students. So our at School Mental Health Ontario, our mental health leaders really help us get those resources in front of educators so that students know where to find them and so that they can then use them if they, if they require um, further help. Um, and I think it's the most important thing really is that as an adult, we are noticing when a student may be struggling and that can also be a help. Students know that they can seek help on their own as well, but um, the adult role in that is important as well. Teresa, some people have termed what students and educators are going through and have gone through since March due to COVID as trauma. Would you agree? Well, we know um, that mentally healthy schools and classrooms are really all about compassion and supportive environments. And so we do know that we all have had different experiences of the pandemic. And certainly 
it has exacerbated um, inequities and disparities. Uh, and some folks would have absolutely experienced trauma from this, uh, from this time. But as caring adults, um, our role is really to help students understand uh, the world events and the issues that are happening. And I think our educators and our school leaders are doing a fabulous job trying to keep a watchful eye on our students as they're continuing to connect with them and helping them express uh, how they're feeling about the pandemic. Um, we're also dealing with, you know, some of us are dealing with grief, collective loss, um, isolation, and um, we have to continue to offer support that needs the, meet the, meets the needs of all the students in our care, uh, which can be challenging. So I know our mental health professionals um, are following protocols in their school boards. Our school leaders are, you know, daily trying to ensure that they're connecting uh, students and families with mental health services. And then, of course, School Mental Health Ontario um, consulting with many, many educator uh, groups across the province and other stakeholder groups so that we, we really understand how we can be responsive. Um, leading and uh, serving with compassion and empathy at this time is challenging, uh, but we do need to recognize that there have been some very um, negative experiences. And so we need to be there to support folks who have have had those experiences. One of the things that we often hear from principals and vice principals in particular is that they're not health professionals and that there are more and more issues in the school that they're expected to deal with that are health related. So given that they're not health professionals, how do they find their role for supporting student mental health? Well, I think the number one thing really is about their commitment um, to their students and really getting to know their students. Um, and it may sound like I've said it too many times, but their role as a caring adult is really what's most important in supporting student wellness. Um, they create caring conditions for learning in their classrooms every day. And taking time to get to know their students allows the educator to know when the student might be struggling. So they aren't mental health professionals. And the most important thing I think that we can do at School Mental Health Ontario with our boards is to ensure that boards also have great protocols in place so that, so that our educators, sorry, and our principals um, can, can identify uh, the right pathway of support. We also have uh, numerous resources on the website that are specific for our educators. So it really helps them stay in their lane and not uh, become that mental health professional, but rather really looking at uh, coping skills, social emotional learning, uh, ways to create mentally healthy classrooms. And then our principals, um, one of the, the great roles that they play is to really also help uh, students and families know where to access supports that are beyond the classroom. So uh, leading a mentally healthy school, we have a resource around that, and we also have leading a mentally healthy classroom resource. And many of the, the items in those resources are very much about relationship building, connectedness, and building that solid foundation for the student to feel comfortable um, at all times in the classroom, which can be very, very challenging at this time. But there are everyday mental health practices that can really support that, you know, practicing gratitude, doing breathing exercises. So 
they, they can be uh, linked to the health and phys ed curriculum, for example. And, um, and so I think our educators do a great job every day in trying to find creative ways to, to continue to build those relationships. But knowing that they're not mental health professionals is so important and using those resources in their school communities like social workers or child and youth workers and knowing where to turn is, is critical. That's really good to hear, Teresa, because I know that that's a concern a lot of them have. Now, you've touched on a few of the resources that School Mental Health Ontario offers online, and mostly those are the resources around COVID-19. What are some of the other resources that educators can access on your website? And could you give us the website address so that they can find you? Certainly. So School Mental Health Ontario uh, website is SMHO dash smso.ca and the website is designed uh, with audience specific tools so there is a section on the website for our system leaders and directors our school leaders educators support staff and our mental health professionals and so we co-develop uh, resources with educators from the field with system leaders and with principals from the field uh, which is one of the, the wonderful um, aspects of our work because we know that we're getting just in time information from the field so that we can be responsive. So some of the other um, items that were posted for our return to school toolkit, for example, include um, key messages uh, for supporting return to school. And we know that those key messages are now that we have returned to school are still very important. Um, we have key messages for all of those audiences. We have classroom conversation starters uh, for our educators so that they can engage in conversations with students about the importance of their wellness. Uh, we have a wonderful resource called the first 10 days and beyond, and it is um, really focused on cre creating those caring conditions in the classroom and allows uh, the, the educator and the students to engage in in lots of um, collaborative work around what their classroom environment can look like to support wellness, especially at this time. Um, we have a number of resources around uh, parents and families and how they can notice and name. We also have some specific resources uh, around suicide prevention intervention and how to be prepared to prevent and respond. Um, and very much um, not only for the educator to have a, a basic literacy around that, but definitely to support our school mental health uh, profess professionals. And as I said, we know that um, there are equity issues that have been exacerbated through the pandemic. And so we do have a number of resources on specifically how to support students who are working at school remotely or virtually, and also supporting uh, classroom conversations around anti-Black racism, for example. So there was a number, uh, there had to be, I think, 40 plus uh, resources that are very educator friendly. And uh, as I said, if they uh, go to the website, they will be able to find those. The other important consideration for educators and school leaders is to reach out to their mental health leader and or the superintendent responsible for mental health um, because they also have access to all of those resources. We also have some recorded webinars um, about uh, dealing with tough times and the educator's role in that. And so they are also available um, on our website. And 
the final uh, resource I guess I would really call attention to is a course that we have offered for elementary and secondary teachers and educators called Mental Health Literacy. And Mental Health Literacy is a six module self-paced course, but it's an excellent uh, course for anybody, uh, whether you're a brand new teacher or administrator or whether you're an experienced educator, um, as it really just gives a very baseline of information um, to be thinking about when we're support, talking about supporting student well, well-being and the role of the adults in those various roles. And the newest course offering that will be launched in January is to support our school leaders specifically. So there will be a course, a similar self-paced six-module course uh, and for our educators. So really delving into their role as the school leader and the educator um, and particular uh, sections in there around accessing mental health professionals around social emotional learning and understanding that in a deeper way so we're really proud of, of those offerings and we think uh, from I think we've had about 4,000 educators sign up to mental health literacy so far and we've had very positive feedback they felt it increase their comfort and understanding around um, what we mean by student mental health and wellness. And so to me, that's so important um, because we all have to feel comfortable that we're doing the very best that we can at this time. Teresa, that's a lot of information. Obviously, your organization is doing a lot of good work. And I hope that those who have listened today who didn't know a lot about your organization have learned about your organization and now know a bit more about some of the resources that you offer. And in fact, we'll be going to your website to look into those resources and be able to use them. We know that student mental health is such a critical issue for so many of our students, and in fact, for so many of our staff in our schools too. So it's something we really have to be working together on in so many ways. Today, our guest was Teresa Kennedy, the co-director of School Mental Health Ontario. Teresa, I'd like to thank you for your time today, for speaking to our listeners, for telling us about your organization, about your resources, and for all the work you are doing to support our students in the area of mental health. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you so much, Peggy. It's been an honor and a privilege. And I do want to uh, just suggest uh, my final comment would be to thank all of the dedicated school leaders uh, and educators and support staff out there in our school communities across the province, doing the very best they can uh, to support our students and to support each other at what is a very difficult time. And I'm truly amazed uh, by the amazing creativity, as I said earlier, and innovative approaches that they are taking to ensure that they're supporting student well-being and student learning. So thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for being part of our podcast today. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.